the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday. That means... Open line Friday. You can give me a call on anything that you would like, 888-528-2557. You can call now, 888-528-2557. On Fridays, we let you pick the topic or change the subject if we're talking about something else. Maybe you got a Bible question, maybe a comment on something in the news. Maybe you didn't get through earlier in the week. We had a couple of days like that, a lot of guests on the show this week. The number is 888-528-2557. So uh, give us a call, anything you want that's on your mind. All right, so one of the things that I think is really interesting that uh, is just watching the response in the media to uh, President Biden falling down. You know that he fell yesterday. If you didn't see the video, it's a, it's a real fall, right? He fell, you know, headfirst on the stage, and this is what it sounded like if you were watching. He just finished giving a speech at the Air Force Academy, and so people are clapping, and he's walking away, and he tripped on a sandbag. Now, that that bumping that you hear there, that is not like drums playing or something ceremonial. It's Biden falling. And then then you hear that the crowd realizes what happened and they slowly stop and it gets very, very quiet and they go, oh, is he okay?" And uh, it was a bad fall. Have you ever had a bad fall like that in your life in front of people? I don't think I've ever had one on front of people that wasn't on purpose. I used to be a, do a silly thing, right? Did you hear the new uh, audio that came out? There's new audio of that fall. Uh, what is? What did it sound like there? And I can't get up. Luckily, he had one of those buttons and on his chest. And what happened is, is the Secret Service came over and uh, helped him get up. And, uh, you know, terrible fall. And, of course, people fall. You know, that, that happens all the time. But when it's President Biden and you're 80 years old, it's... You know, people are going to say something. I was really curious because how is this going to be characterized? If you remember, my theory is that Biden's not going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party next year. In a year and a half, he's not going to be the guy. Uh, there's other people out there agreeing with me now. And, and you know, if he would have fallen, he hit his hip pretty good. He couldn't get up by himself initially. It's hard to know if he would have been able. Some people are saying, oh, see, and the president couldn't even get up by himself. Well, we don't really know that because a lot of people came to help him because I guess he pressed the little white fall and I can't get a button. Um, they came and they picked him up. And then afterward, he did fine. He seemed to walk around OK. I guess he bumped his head on the helicopter, though, getting out. I didn't see that. I don't know if there's video of that, but uh, <laughs> it's a bad day. You ever had that happen? I've had that. You fall down and then later on you hit your head. It does seem like those things happen in the same day. 
Well, people are going to see if it is a if it's going to be an issue or not. The White House, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, responded to the media this way about it. Uh, and just to just you know make sure we clear the record here, he tripped over uh, a, ba- a sandbag on the stage, and b- briefly he tripped and got up, and he he got got right back up and continued uh, continued what he was there to do. He did not. Uh, he, he. There was no need uh, for the doctor to see him uh, as it was related to the fall, and he's doing fine. You saw most of some of you saw him last night when he returned, uh, getting off of Marine One on the South Lawn. Uh, he spoke to this, uh, so I would refer you back to his comments. And so I'll just leave it there. And we'll just leave it there. And he did not go to the doctor apparently. And you know, would you if you fell? I mean, he fell straight forward. So if he trips on something. And he falls. He fell straight forward. He had his arms out. Sometimes people break their arms or they mess up their shoulders and stuff when that happens. I bet he's sore today. You know, I I had things like that happen, and I feel fine in the moment, and then the next day it hurts. I bet he's pretty sore today. Um, but he didn't go to the doctor. I think if you're older, you need to go get checked out. I know it's terrifying. And this is the thing. If he would have broken his hip. It's just statistics, okay, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're older, you know this. You don't like to talk about it, but you know it. If he would have broken his hip, that probably ends his presidency. That's how close that was to happening yesterday. That most that people who are over 80, when they break their hip, 50%, 50% don't survive another six months. That's just it. You know, if you recently broke your hip and you're listening, you know what? Hang in there. Be tough, you know, and, and get through it. But otherwise... Make sure that you know who Jesus is, and I'll tell you who that is if you want to give me a call, 888-528-2557, or send me an email, pastorscott at kkla.com. You want to know who Jesus is before you meet him in person uh, that way after death. Um, you know, so don't worry. If you're, if you're with Jesus, it's going to be great. You get brand new hip and everything else. But uh, that's a scary, scary moment. And for the country, you know, it's, we're watching it, and I think it matters. We've had other presidents fall. I heard one person say that Obama fell like three times. I have, I've never seen that video of Obama falling. And I was asking people, do we have any memory of that? I have no memory of a video where President Obama fell down or even President Trump um, that I can think of. I don't see a, I can't remember George W. Bush falling down or Bill Clinton falling down. I do remember President uh, George H.W. Bush in Japan falling over in his chair and throwing up on the uh, Japanese uh, prime minister. I remember that vividly because I was in the business of doing impersonations and stuff back then. And so that was part of the act. It was went to Japan and uh, got a little broccoli in my blowfish and threw up on the Japanese prime minister. That was part of it. And it was funny. You know, broccoli. Bush uh, Bush had a thing against broccoli. One time he came out in the White House lawn for real. And he goes, <clears throat> he said, I guess he had banned broccoli from all the meals on Air Force One. Banned it completely. No more broccoli. And the broccoli growers in America heard about it, and they mailed the White House 10,000 pounds of broccoli. And they were going to donate it to the soup kitchens and things around Washington, D.C. And he came out and he said, look, I don't like broccoli. I've never liked it since I was a little kid. Never liked it. My mom always made me eat it. I don't like it. Now I'm the president of the United States. I'm not going to eat it. That's what he said. And uh, it was it was quite the controversy, and it's hilarious. That was part of the thing. So anyway, he otherwise otherwise I don't remember presidents falling until you go to Gerald Ford, who one time fell down the stairs in Austria or somewhere. He was overseas, and he fell down the stairs of Air Force One, <laughs> and he got known for that. Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live. If you go look it up, I looked up a couple of them. It doesn't really play well for just audio, but 
visually, Chevy Chase's Gerald Ford routine is hilarious. And he's just always falling down and bumping into things. And uh, some people think that Gerald Ford lost the election because of the Saturday Night Live portrayal by Chevy Chase. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Rachel in Orange County, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Great to talk to you as always. Hi, Rachel. Um, Just a comment on um, Biden falling. Yes, we saw it. Uh, I didn't see it in real time, but some friends of mine did. And so when I got home from work that evening, they were saying, oh, you got to see this. It's hilarious. And they played it. And I just thought, that's not funny. It's sad. You know, I mean, it's yeah. funny if, if your friends, when you, when you, when, when I walk with my friends and they trip and fall, we, we laugh our butts off. We don't say, oh, are you okay? We laugh. And we point the finger on them on the ground and go, ah, you know, and like, that's funny. But just just didn't strike me as funny. I, I felt really bad for him. It's not um, funny. It's not going to win $10,000 on America's Funniest Home Videos. Right? No. It's not that no, kind of thing. And, you know, I know that because, um, you know, of my line of work, you know, with, with the elderly, um, I see how they, and they're, you know, uh, Biden's age. And What, what and, do you do? Uh, uh, what do you do with younger. the elderly, Rachel? I am an in-home care provider. Okay. So I see how they struggle to keep their balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just going over just a tiny little inch uh, step or a little lip, like over the door, uh, they can lose their balance really easy, and I feel for them. So when I saw that, I just, you know, I had told them, I said, that's not funny. It's only funny if you fall, you know. But when see an right. elderly person who, yeah, is really struggling, I just thought yeah. it was pretty sad. It's pretty sad. It's scary. Pretty- it's brought up a lot of conversation. He joked about it later, and he said, somebody sandbagged me. I thought that was a pretty funny joke. He, you know, it's a sandbagger. So funny. that's good. I thought that's pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, we... There's there's a seriousness at multiple levels. I, you know, when anybody falls, it's kind of funny, but you want to make sure they're okay. Um, but when right, you're older, right. when you're older, it really could be life altering, even life ending. It, it is because the balance issue is really, really there. It's really a thing that you know they they are very afraid. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, I see that now working with them. Did you happen to see that clip with Michael J. Fox falling? And uh, it was pretty sad, but. Uh, some girl walked by, and he fell, and he lost his, his, his balance, and he fell out of his shoe. Did he fall because and of his Parkinson's? He, he was, is that recent? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't see anything that, like that. And um, it kind of went viral, but he was such a good sport. He got up, and he, the girl turned around, and, are you okay? But he had his guy there to pick him up, and he said, yeah, yeah, you knocked me off my feet. You know, he kind of oh, turned it into a Oh, that's a good joke. line. It was. It yeah. was. And uh, you have to play it off. You have to play it off. Well, thank you for your call and thank you for what you're doing, helping yeah. people. You know, you're right. It's a it's a scary moment. There has to be legitimate concern. I'd be I'd be surprised if, you know, off the record, some doctor didn't take a look. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, Rachel, for your call. There was a um, I think I've told the story before, but there was a guy in my church. His name was George and he was in his 90s and he came in one morning to church and his face was bloodied, you know, it looked like all bruised and something, it looked like he'd been in a fight. It was, he looked terrible, but he had this great smile on his face. And I said, George, what happened to you? And he said he was going into the Walmart and he tripped on the, uh, the door frame going in something in the, I guess the tracks, you know, that the sliding doors are right. He tripped on it and he went right down. He landed right in his face. 
But then he said, he said to me, gave me this great look, this gleam in his eye, and he put both arms in the air, and he goes, but I didn't break my hip. And he was so excited about this because, you know, that's the fear, right? If you're older, you know it. If you break your hip, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Uh, and he recovered, and he was fine. I just thought, you know, that's the that's the right attitude is if you can help it when things like that happen, you you just you make a joke, you you find a way to celebrate it. I think that matters. Some people are saying that uh, President Biden is, you know, some people are upset because they feel like his family is pushing him to be president and stuff. So now that's one of the issues. I think that you know, uh, I I. I have a lot of personal questions about his ability to be president cognitively. Now, if he fell and, say, uh, caused some kind of damage, had to be in a wheelchair, that doesn't mean he can't be president. Governor of Texas is in a wheelchair. FDR was in a wheelchair. That's not going to um, cause him not to be president. But when you're 80, you ask other questions and uh, things like that. Uh, President Trump, uh, former President Trump, was campaigning, and he was – told real time about President Biden's fall, and this is how he responded. He did? He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to. Now, there's a couple things there. One number one, I'm glad that he didn't blast him. I think because it's it is a scary thing and it matters a lot for our, our country. And then so that's I think the audience kind of wanted him to. And that's the that's where sometimes President Trump does that. And I think that's what causes him a lot of problems this time. He didn't. But then he talked about the tiptoe thing. Do you remember what that was in 2018? President Trump was giving a speech at the I believe it was at the Naval Academy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, some other uh, military uh, college. And uh, when he was leaving, he walked down a ramp. And he kind of tiptoed down the ramp, and he had one of the generals sort of hold his arm as he went down the ramp. And the president got so much grief for that. Um, he So it's funny that he would bring that up because he didn't fall. He did fine, but he just tried not to slip, and he had somebody hold him down the ramp, and everybody was saying he's too old and other things. President Trump went on this way. That was the best speech I think I've ever made. And it was pouring rain, and it was horrible and cold and windy. And they have a ramp that was pure like an ice skating rink. And it was like 25 feet long, and I'm talking to the general, and he has boots on, you know, big combat boots, and they're rubber soles, and I have nice leather boots. <laughs> and uh, I say, you know what, General, get ready. If I grab you, you just get ready, because I got this stupid ramp that somebody put up, and uh, there's no stairs, right? And I said, so I tiptoed down. And I suffered for that. They never covered my speech. But everybody, the, the smart people understood that. But uh... That's true. And he, they didn't cover his speech, and they went after him. Here's the difference. So I thought about this. I thought, I bet there's clips, because I remember everybody, the news media was just going on and on about, is President Trump too old to be in office? You know, those kinds of things. This was, this was CNN talking about the Trump ramp scenario. They brought in a... Uh, 
um, an analyst to talk about it. There are some questions this morning about President Trump's health, and it's because of this video of the president where you see him walking very haltingly, one leg at a time, it, it starts happening here, uh, down a ramp. And this is after he gave a commencement speech at West Point. So joining us now with what he sees is CNN's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. And with what she knows, CNN political analyst Maggie Haberman. She's a White House correspondent at The New York Times. Great to see both of you. Sanjay, uh, President Trump is not known for being athletic. So maybe he just has a hard time going down a gently sloping ramp. But um, do you see something possibly neurological that could be throwing off his balance? Now, what went on for days in the media was all the stuff about President Trump hiding some kind of neurological problem or old guy problem or different thing because of the way he went down that ramp. That's what Trump was referring to with all of that. And uh, Dr. Uh, Sanjay went this way with it. It, it just it's so hard to say uh, looking at a video and i think that's the bottom line answer i talked to a bunch of neurologists over the weekend a lot of people talking about this uh people always have something to say and weigh in on this but i'll, I'll start with the end which is that there's a lot of clues in there but no, no conclusions uh is it balance problems is there some weakness there is there numbness uh uh, in the feet, perhaps a type of neuropathy. Is it just a slippery ramp, as the president said, or, or slippery shoes? I don't know. Anyway, they went on and on and on trying to find a reason. It just, you know, to me, and I thought, well, how did they, how did they cover this with President Biden, who actually fell down? Now, you know, Trump is only three years, a little more than three years younger than Biden. I think that's a huge deal, right, is that the, if Biden stays in the race till next year, obviously age is going to be a huge issue, and it's a legitimate issue. But if Donald Trump is the one he's running against, well, they're pretty close in age. And I think Trump, you know, at this point is a little sharper upstairs, but uh, he's not in good shape physically. I do think Trump at one point said, you know, I'm the most physically fit of any president. No, he's not. He's not even close. He's probably not in the top 10, to be real honest with you, uh, you know, physically speaking, as far as those things go. But um, somebody's going to, like, figure out how much every president weighed and let me know. But uh, uh Here's how CNN, uh, there was obviously multiple shows, but what I noticed is that a lot of places just tried to blow it off. Now, the White House says uh, he's okay. Corinne Jean-Pierre, as they boarded Air Force One to come back to D.C., said, said he's totally fine. The president waved and smiled at reporters as he boarded Air Force One, so everything seems fine at this point in time. Uh, most of the event, almost the entirety of the event, went very much according to plan and tradition, except for that fall. The president, though, according to his team, they say he's fine, Jake. All right, Phil Manningly at the White House for us. Thanks so much. And then on to money. They go on to another thing. I think they hardly talked about it. They didn't get around and have a big conversation about is he too old. That's, you know, it's just it's just clearly, clearly the an issue. And, you know, whether it's fair or not, I don't know. If you're 80, it's it's a hard issue. There's things that are being said that are that are wrong. You know, Twitter went crazy with it. So Twitter went in a couple of different ways. Twitter Twitter is so fast to talk about events when they're when the story is breaking, and most of the time it's kind of funny. You know, the the President Harris was trending on Twitter like the one of the top conversations nationally before Biden even got up. People were asking that question about uh, Vice President Harris becoming the president. There's a clip of Biden on the ground, and people took a picture of his shoes. And there's this this heel that he's wearing. It's got this horseshoe shaped heel, and I've never seen that before. It looks like a regular men's shoe, you know, dress shoe heel, except the center of it's carved out, so it kind of looks like a horseshoe. And there's all these conspiracy theories 
about that and a whole bunch of stuff saying that he's wearing Michael Jackson shoes. I guess Michael Jackson used to wear these shoes that had this this hook in the back and the heel, and that's how Michael Jackson did that thing. If you if you ever watched Michael Jackson, um, he would do this dance move where he could lean over like forty five degree angle and then lean back up. And people always say, "How did you do that?" I guess the trick was is there was a bolt in the floor and the bolt would hold on to his shoe. And then he could do that. And people are saying, oh, he must have the Michael Jackson. That's how he stands up. But uh, somebody actually found the shoe. Uh, it's a brand. Uh, I've not really heard of it. Camp, uh, Camp, C-A-M-P-A-N-I-L-E. Uh, Campanile. Is that how you say that? Probably. Uh, have you heard of that brand, uh, uh, Wilbert? Uh, some kind of brand of shoe, Campanile. Um, anyway, they, they're showing it online. They're like, nope, that's the way it looks. There's no weird uh, heel thing on there. It's just that brand. Have you heard of that, Wilbert? Yes, I have. You have? Do you have a pair of those? Uh, yeah, I keep them, you know, there the whole time. You just keep them? Does, does it help you stand up and, like, you yeah, just hook your... Uh, I'm getting older, so I need better balance. I should check into those shoes. There's probably a reason, you know, for all of that. Anyway, don't make stuff up. Just... You know, pray for the president and uh, the people. We don't want the president, any president, to fall down and break their hip or to fall down and get injured in any possible way. We don't. Uh, That would be bad. All right. It's Open Line Friday. I'll get your calls here in just a moment. You can call about anything you would like. Oscar, I see your call. I'll grab it as soon as we get back from the break. This is... The Pastor Scott Show, and uh, we're on each and every day from 3 to 5, Open Line Friday. You can call about the Bible question, about something in the news. You can continue a conversation we're having. You can change the subject. Also, just something I don't want to miss today, because I, I need your, your help and some information. It is National Donut Day. I don't normally bring up things like that. Every day is a national something day, and we never need to talk about it. But National Donut Day, I think that's huge, because I think that every day in heaven is going to be National Donut Day. Where in Southern California is the best place to get a donut? That's what I'd like to know. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. All right. We'll be back with Open Line Friday as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your call on anything at all. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Before the break, I mentioned that it is National Donut Day. And where do you get donuts here in Southern California? Where's the best I'd love to hear what you think, 888-528-2557. A couple of people called during the break, and uh, they said, uh, goodies in Cerritos. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark that down. Wilbert's like, yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know. And a donut star in Westminster. And you know what? I know that there's many of you who have been to many donut shops, and uh, I'm one of you. Uh, I've been to uh, many Many, many. So we'll we'll talk about that as we get to it. But it is Open Line Friday, so more serious uh, topics are there. Let's go to Oscar in San Gabriel. Oscar, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, I love your show. Number one show. I like it a lot. Uh, Pastor Scott, I just wanted to say about this, uh, you know, this uh, whole month. I mean, there's other holidays that we have, like Labor Day and everything pretty much. It's like one day. I don't think there's any other holidays like today, unlike this month. There is the whole month 
for these uh, disease homosexuals, transgender. You mean uh, you mean and, Pride uh, Pride Month? Yeah. You know, yeah, some, yeah, sometimes there's there's what there's there's Black History Month. That's February. There, I, there's always something, but I think maybe uh, that's the only other one I can think of off the top of my head where there's something going on for a month. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to say, I mean, uh, we have them, and uh, oh yeah, not not to say, but I mean, it's not just those two things. I mean, now it's thanks to uh, Hunter Biden and that other one, Camila, whatever the name is. I mean, thanks to them, now they're chasing the babies, you know, changing the babies and everything. But I mean, they're going to have their pay. And the Bible shows us, I mean, about Sodom and Gomorrah and how they were destroyed and how these people are even eager of uh, things that are from God. Like they, you know, they, they wanted to sleep with the angels. When you talk about these things, the... Uh the the kid agenda i think is what is different i heard I, there's a lot of conversation as to why does it seem like there is a lot more controversy this year the pride thing has been around for a long time and i, I heard somebody and uh, oscar thank you for your call 888-528-2557 i heard somebody this morning talking about how it used to be gay pride month like that's it wasn't pride month it was gay pride month and it was about uh gays and lesbians basically and it used to be just lgbt right well, it's changed where now it's uh, a whole bunch of stuff. It's LGBTQIA2+. There's, they keep adding things to it. And there's an interesting controversy going on because not all of those agendas work together. Uh, you know, if you're LGB, the B is, you know, bisexual. Uh, but right now we're talking about how there's multiple genders. So you can't really be bi. It can't actually – it doesn't fit the the philosophy – the anymore because you can't be male or female because there's supposedly multiple genders right so that's in trouble and the l's and the g's are saying you know wait a minute i uh you know i i don't think i'm a different gender i think i'm homosexual and that has meant the same thing for thousands of years it's uh and there's a movement to sort of split up all the letters so you get your lgbs and then the t plus and something else and it, I agree. I think they're completely different philosophies. But I, I think so. That's some of what's going on. But I think going after the kids and the issues with the kids right now and bringing kids into it. Somebody uh, showed me a children's book today uh, about this, and it's showing you know one of the uh, pride parades. But in the parade are children, you know, or young people. They're probably adults, young adults, but with their. Uh, They've had the top surgeries and uh, little kids with with signs about different things and uh, one where they're promoting uh, what's called MAPs. That's uh, minor attracted persons. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying in the in the gay communities who are saying, well, wait a minute, everybody calls us uh, pedophiles, you know, anyway. And, uh, you know, we don't want to have that around our neck. So stop saying that. So there's a there's a lot that I think is going to change. With all of that, I think at the end of the day, uh, there's just multiple problems uh, that are different. But when you're trying to force upon a culture a change in language, a change to what a woman is, a change to, you know, you can't answer that question all of a sudden. You have you have men winning in women's sports and those kinds of issues. It's, a, it's not the same issue it was before either. It's very different. And there is an indoctrination going on that we have to kindly but but boldly stand up against you know it's something that and it's not really possible you can't say that a dog is a chicken and expect everyone to believe that the language doesn't work that way when you say hey look there's a dog everybody expects to see 
a dog. Everybody knows what a dog is. But if you demand that I call it a chicken, uh, it's just not going to work. You can't. The dog, you can call it a chicken if you want to. But if you, if you want everyone else to say that, it won't work. Um, and we're going to butt heads on that as a culture. And we have to because you, it's very Orwellian to, to take language that means one thing, woman, for example, and take away any distinctives and turn it into something else. And that, that's a pretty big deal. And to do that to kids, it's just utterly, um, you know, I did this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it, but uh, last week, I think. But, you know, when Jesus says, you know, he starts talking about kids and whoever makes the kids stumble, that it would be better off of a millstone is tied around their neck and they're dropped into the water. Jesus, I think, is reacting in a way that is how God feels about kids. And, you know, for adults, certainly there are lots of questions. But when you're talking about kids and the surgeries and the, the social pressure that is on and all the attention and things being said that are not scientifically true, it's a huge deal. And we can't just let it go. That's my thoughts. 888-528-2557. I got a lot more thoughts, but it is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. We're also, I'm also asking... Where are the best donuts in town? Robert in Upland says Dunkin' Donuts and Upland Donuts. Those are his favorite. I was, uh, I was born in Upland. Uh, how about that? I don't remember it. You know, we moved from there when I was six, and I don't remember that move. And then I moved to San Diego, actually. And then my dad uh, moved to, uh, my mom and dad moved to Palmdale when I was three and a half. When I was six, I found them. No, I'm kidding. I went with them back then. And then I grew up in Palmdale. How about that? 888-528-2557. David. Best donuts. Where are the best donuts in uh, SoCal, David? Uh, it's got to be DK's Donuts in the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and 16th. They've got even got a donut so big it's the size of a cake. Oh, you get red velvet donuts. Uh-huh. You can get all kinds of donuts from them. All right. I don't think I've been there, but I've heard of it. So uh, I'm going to have to check that out. DK's in Santa Monica. Great breakfast burritos and fresh squeezed juices, too. All kinds of stuff they sell there. Also, that's one of those places that's like donuts and something else. Right. It's, a, it's a lot of something else. They cover just about everything. <laughs> like, like donuts and the tacos. Donuts it's like no reason to go anywhere else. They got donuts and burritos. Perfect place. <laughs> All right. Pretty much. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thanks for calling 888-528-2557. Uh, Kathleen in Lomita, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. I was born and raised in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and I was there, and what happened was my my um, sister is a teacher, and they found out that they are going to put a gay flag underneath the state flag and the American flag, so all the children can learn that that's a good thing. Yeah, that's going on in a lot of places, although some people are have been doing that for years, and now they're not. Oh, I just looked it up. They're actually making one that's uh, got the New Mexico uh, logo on it. Like it, it, uh, my it, sister. It must be, maybe it's not the same one they're going to fly. Oh, yeah, there's a whole New Mexico rainbow pride flag. That's yeah. probably what my you're talking sister about. Is, my sister's going to the school board because she said it is for flags of the country and the state, not political things. You, you know, and it's an interesting it thing. Should they put up on the state house, any state house, uh, the Christian flag, for example, you know, some churches have the, it's a white background, kind of looks like the American flag, but the blue part is purple and there's a red cross on it and the rest of it where those red and, when you'll be, you've probably seen that. Should, should governments put up any flag of other organizations or philosophies other than the state? 
that's happening everywhere. Thank you, Kathleen, for for calling. You know, and it's it's making a statement. That's that's the thing I think that is complicated when you're talking about a, a public entity that is putting up a flag of it can be the pride flag, but it can be it could be anything. It could be the Christian flag. It could be you know a flag for you know some other organization. Uh, that has that may be controversial or that has very definite philosophy or beliefs. Uh, should governments do that, or should governments just have the American flag and then the state flag, and that's it? Uh, you know, flags you know symbolize something powerful. Uh, not the state flags as much. You know, I, most people wouldn't recognize too many flags. I think outside of their own state, but they do know. know but the you know the American flag is you know, elicits a response you know, around the world, mostly positive, sometimes not positive, but it's very emotional and it means something. It represents an idea that we say we are together as a nation. But when you put something else up there, um, it's a very interesting thing that that happens. And um, I there's a lot of people pushing back, not just on the pride flag, but uh, on other flags that get flown uh, because of political agendas. All right, 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. And uh, you know, later today, there's a. we'll talk about AI again. We've, we've been talking about that for a while. There's an interesting story. I think we'll get to it the next hour um, about a simulation that was being done where the drone, with its artificial intelligence, turned on the operator. Um, because it felt like it could carry out the mission better than the operator. That's an interesting thing. 888-528-2557. Plus, uh, it is National Donut Day. Where's the best place to get donuts? 888-528-2557. Bruce, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, this, uh, this is Pastor Scott. Yes, go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, I think... Uh... You made that point about being a dog, you know, a dog can't be a chicken. Right. Well, a guy had told me he had been in Vietnam. He was a Vietnamese math teacher, and he got arrested and put in prison because he didn't leave when his wife said, let's go. You know, the, the place was falling. And and so he spent three years in prison for being not a communist. And, uh, you know, he made this point, you know, if the communists want you to be that to be something, you better agree, because, uh, you know, that's just the way it is when these uh, massive control factors come upon us, when uh, there's all these, uh, all these, uh, or just many communists. It's how the uh, a totalitarian system or a Marxist system ultimately works, is you have to convince people of new... Uh, words or truths, and they have to hold to it, even if they don't really believe it. Um, well, there's a penalty to pay. I mean, he spent three years in prison, and quite a few years he spent in one of those metal containers. You know that he didn't go into all the gory teal, tales of, you know, the the awesome un, non good things that happened to him. But yeah, and uh, we 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 seem to. I don't know. Just yeah. Thank you, Bruce, for your call. I got to go to a break. But, uh, you know, and you mentioned Orwellianism. You know, in the, If you read 1984, which I encourage everybody to read, you probably read it maybe in high school or something. Read it again. It'll blow your mind at how accurate it is for our time today. And, you know, one of the things that happens in there is you are 
ordered to believe certain things that are just not true, including about things on the news, including things as, as minuscule as two plus two equals five, that you know it's four, but you have to say it's five, otherwise you're an enemy of the state, right, just because they say so. And the crazy part in that book is that uh, later on they'll tell you that two plus two is four, or they'll change who we're at war against, or they'll make a change, and you have to accept it or they kill you. And uh, or they just completely turn on you. It's a it's a masterpiece, that book written in 1949. And he predicted that was 1984. He's off by 50 or 60 years. But uh, you'll be amazed at all of that. All right. I got to take a break. 888-528-2557. I see your calls, Isaac, uh, Charlie, Eric and others. It is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557, We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. So anything on your mind, you can bring up an old topic, you can bring up a new one, you got a Bible question or something like that, give us a call, 888-528-2557. Um, Eric in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Eric, you still with us? Yeah. I'll go ahead, Eric. Hi, I was just uh, calling in because when my grandmother was 91 years old, she fell as she was trying to get up out of a chair. She broke her hip, and a week later, she was dead. Yeah, it's about her 50, 50% will, yeah, about 50% won't make it six months, but 50% do. Yeah, and I had a friend who was 67 years old. He got hit by a car uh, and broke his hip, and he was dead six months later. I read that um, something happens in your body chemistry where there's actually like a death process and that begins and that for some reason, sometimes when there's a broken hip, it, it starts that process that the body is saying. Yeah, with we're my done. grandmother, yeah. with my grandmother, it just shut down all her internal organs. She just shut off. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, that happens. And often what happens is uh, it's so damaging or they're too old to really have surgery to repair it. So then it right. becomes a big, that's why, you know, when the president uh, falls, we saw the president fall pretty badly yesterday. You know, if he were to fall and break his hip, uh, that probably ends the presidency. Uh, it's, it's that a genuine concern. It's a real, I think you're right. Yeah. An actual concern. All right, Eric, uh, uh, how long ago was that Thank with your you. mom? Oh, gee. Uh, it's been a while. 35 years oh, ago. Okay. All right. Just making sure that uh, it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> you no, know. two years ago, my wife died, though. Oh, well, Eric, I'm sorry about that. Sorry to hear well, about thank that. You. Yeah, well, God bless you. She had thank a 15-year battle with breast cancer. Oh, she did. Well, Eric, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, uh, thank you well, thank for listening you. to our show. God bless you. I listen as often as I can. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Eric. 888-528-2557. Isaac in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello? Hi, Isaac. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it. Too good. Well, first of all, I want to say that um, you're doing a great job, and uh, I want to talk about the uh, gay pride. Um, uh, I want to be as brief as possible, but as thorough as possible. I About three years ago, I did a video, and uh, they tricked us. It was myself and two other senior citizen gentlemen. They wanted to 
show that there's some senior citizens that can still dance. And um, mm-hmm. then they brought out some drag queens. So uh, the Holy Spirit had told, said to me, I'll let you know when to quit. I know you're going to quit, but don't quit just yet. And by so, quit, do you uh, mean quit quit dancing? Just, yeah, I don't want to dance with drag queens. And the Lord said, I know you're going to quit. You're going to quit. You're going to walk off. But, but hold on a second. And I'm glad I waited till the Lord told me to because I wasn't thinking about the cameras. They turned on the cameras, and uh, they, they was trying to get us to dance with the drag queen. And I just said, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't go alone. <laughs> that was going to be I'm your – drag queen was going to be your partner in a, a video you were making. Yeah, uh-huh. So I quit. So it's uh, on YouTube. It's everywhere. Uh, it got 12 million hits. What? And um, – <laughs> 12 million hits. We got 12 million hits, and it's still rising. Uh, it, it says, man refuses to, to, to dance drag queens. And I'm, I'm really glad to hear what you were saying about the gay pride. Now, let me say, I love everybody. I love everybody. But I love them enough to tell them the truth. And we need to go by the word of God. Like you were saying, uh, we, we can't just say a, a chicken is a horse or whatever. Yeah. We have to go by the unadulterated word of God. And, but what I want to say, and I'll finish up, is that the churches are not speaking out against it. Even the church I go to, they never speak about sin. And I'm very concerned about that. I don't understand that. You know, I think uh, it, you, I would ask your pastor and just kind of see where they're at on those kinds of things. There's a lot of churches that do speak out, some don't. I think in in some of these subjects, people feel so uncomfortable about it in church that they don't talk about it. Um, and the the problem, I think, is that everybody is hearing about sex everywhere else in the culture. Music, TV, movies, news, politics, it's everywhere. And if the only place you don't hear a discussion about it is church, well, then you're not getting the truth about it anywhere. Because everyone else is not telling the truth. And uh, churches have to become comfortable with having a loving, straightforward conversation about uh, yes, yes. what it what is true and what, as Christians, we believe to be true. We can't make people who aren't Christians, you know, do things, you know, ask them to follow Jesus if they don't believe in Him. But we can show them what it looks like, and we can be clear about what it is we believe, and we do need to do that. My ministry is based on Ephesians 4.15. I speak the truth in love, and I grew up in a Jesus Christ and all things. And I was shocked with the Dodgers. They um, uh, wouldn't allow this, this pseudo-non gay group to uh, yeah. be in their gay pride thing. But then they, they, they gave in because of the pressure, and I don't understand that. Right. You know, I think, and uh, Isaac, I would need to go to some other calls. I appreciate your call. You know, I thought about this. I thought, you know, if that group was anti-Christian, but they weren't in drag, you know, let's say that they were just some other group, any other group, but they just put on performances that were mocking the crucifixion and other stuff. There's no way they'd be they'd be universally condemned. I don't know why it's different uh, because of the drag thing. That's one of the things that doesn't make sense about a lot of this. Uh, Charlie in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Charlie. How are you? I'm not too bad. I, I have actually seen Isaac's video. That's funny. I feel like I was online with a celebrity there for a second. I'm going to have to look it up. I didn't realize you had 12 million <laughs> views. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely waited for the right time, as he said. And, and no, they don't give context. If they if they didn't tell him, then, well, they got what they were asking for. They got a little bit of Isaac's preaching. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I just wanted to go back to the flags. I, I It's funny. I wanted to hear your take on... 
the the pride flag as a symbol, or just specifically the, the rainbow colors all the way down, if that's what's getting put in schools especially, uh, as a sign of inclusivity, like a area of acceptance here sort of thing. And because I, I think that's something that's going to be more easily tolerated across the country as it's opposed to, I like how you compared it to other organizations or even beliefs that are going to be on the right side of history, as you would say, but you could totally see how that flag and its design is a little more uh, <laughs> family friendly than the black, uh, black pride power fist, you know, like that's a little harder so, yeah. to sell, even You're- if it's on the right side of history in the long run. So that's why I just, if you think of it as like uh, everything, you feel accepted here, but I, I don't know, you sound like you also have opinions about, and if there are hard concrete examples of indoctrination and, and specifically lesson plans and, uh, you know, shaming people for not going with it. I love it as an implicit thing. I wouldn't mind rainbow flags everywhere. Just to let you know, if, if I was a, a gay kid in any situation or however I felt inside, to know that the school had my back if someone beat the out of me, you know, afterwards for specific reasons. There's another side That's to it, right, thing. about that we should not be cruel to people for any reason. Um, and right. a lot of gay people will talk about that. You know what? Uh, thank you for your call. I'm almost out of time uh, this hour. Right. Um, when I first moved to San Diego, I moved into what was uh, considered the gay neighborhood. Okay, Hillcrest is where that is. And I had no idea what the rainbow flag was. It was there, and They were everywhere. I just thought it was kind of a festive, upbeat community. And it was a great place to live. I really liked living there. But it's funny because people who had lived in San Diego, I had hardly ever been down there. And uh, people would say, oh, what part of town are you moving to? And I said, Hillcrest. And then they would go, oh. And it took me the longest time to figure out why I was getting that response. <laughs> and I figured it out. Anyway, I lived there and, uh, you know, it was fine and, and everything was good. But, you know, there's a certain cruelty that happens uh, that is bad that we cannot be for and we cannot be a part of cruelty. At the end of the day, everybody needs Jesus. You know, I think there's a there's a spiritual nature to all of these things, including with that flag. And maybe it's not what people mean, but to take what is a symbol of the promise of God, a rainbow, and something that is so attractive to kids and other things, and give it a another meaning. Um, that's probably not what most people are doing, but that is, I think, behind the scenes. Because I think when it's when it is taking away from male and female and how God created us and and the difficulties that come along, it's much more theological than I got time for here in five seconds. But don't don't miss the fact that any battle we have is not against flesh and blood; it's against the evil one and the spiritual side of it. All right, I got to take a break. It is open line Friday eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Mary, I see your call. I'll get to you when we come back. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.